0: the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. John saw Jesus coming toward him, declared, Here is the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following. He said to them, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. First found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Kephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. Thank you for bundling up. The boiler literally went boom during morning prayer today and is not working right now, so pray for the boiler pray for the tech who we hope will come out tomorrow to fix it. I could ask you to pray for your rector's sanity, but I think you do that already, probably. We transition this week from the familiar and sort of linear narratives of Matthew and Luke, which we have been experiencing really since the beginning of the church year, the beginning of Advent, and we move into the mystical gospel of John. We had this sort of abrupt transition today from the cosmic to the very ordinary. If you know the opening of John's gospel, it begins with that famous prologue, in the beginning was the word, it goes on from there, and there's this sense that Jesus is the cosmic, divine Messiah that has come among us as the Word of God, and then John the Baptist suddenly appears in the wilderness proclaiming the coming of the Messiah, and in a very enigmatic way, John talks about John, the author of the Gospel, talks about John the Baptist as someone who did not know Jesus at first which incidentally is counter to Luke who says that John is Jesus' cousin by the way Still to this day has scholars scratching their heads who was John the Baptist really and what did he know and what was Jesus relationship with him before Jesus called his disciples That will be left for other sermons Many other sermons, but not today. After this sense of John the Baptist giving this great sort of introduction to the Messiah, behold the Lamb of God, suddenly John switches into narrative mode. Uh, The next day, at four o'clock, And he begins translating for the Greek speakers in his community. It's almost a little bit pedantic and annoying, isn't it? Which is translated, which is translated, which is translated. He's he's taking the Aramaic words and moving them over into the Greek. It's almost like John has moved from this great sort of lofty theological discourse to Talking to you over coffee or tea. But the sense he wants us to get is that when Jesus finally appears among us, he appears just like one of us in time and in space and in a place in a particular way. But what is remarkable today. As Jesus calls Andrew and his brother Simon, is the way the invitation happens. Notice John the Baptist doesn't say to them, You go follow him now. He simply bears witness. And when they start to follow Jesus, what does Jesus ask them? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? I got in a bit of trouble once by asking a full house on Easter Sunday, why are you here? I probably will never be able to live that down, but that's probably another sermon for another time. The sense in which These open questions are being asked. And if you notice, Andrew doesn't answer directly. Instead, he asks another question. Where are you staying? And Jesus doesn't give him an address or a place. He says, come and see. It's a funny exchange, really, isn't it? But typical of John's Gospel, it's funny at one level, and at another level, it's quite profound. We are inheritors of societies and cultures over many, many generations, and religious traditions for that matter, that were often based on what we are most familiar with, and that is we are compelled by desire on one hand, the proverbial carrot, and by discipline and threats of consequences on the other, the proverbial stick. Carrots and sticks. The author of John's Gospel and Jesus himself knows that this, in fact, can be found very readily in the deep Hebrew tradition. You open up many of the text's the Hebrew scriptures, and you find depictions of a God who uses carrots and sticks on a regular basis to compel God's people to do something or to change their behavior. So, in a world of incentives and consequences, Jesus suddenly appears and offers none of that. There are no carrots and sticks in today's gospel narrative. Jesus doesn't say, you're going to hell if you don't follow me, does he? Nor does he say, there's going to be great reward for you if you come after me. No. Instead, he says, what are you looking for? That open question. There's something different happening here. The calling of Jesus' first followers. And there's a sense in which Andrew doesn't quite understand what he's getting into, but something has piqued his curiosity. The sense we get is not a God of carrots and sticks, of incentives and consequences, but in fact, a God of invitation. Why are you here? What are you looking for? That's the question for us this week. What does it mean for us to participate with this God of John's gospel who comes among us. And that mysterious phrase about where are you staying connects with the cosmic prologue of John's gospel where John says the word came among us and dwelt among us, although it's more accurate to the Greek to say pitched his tent Not to threaten us, not to give us the right incentives, but to invite us into a way of life that even those of us who've been trying to follow it for many years are still trying to figure out exactly what this Christianity thing is about. That's the idea. What are you looking for? This time of year, as we hit rolling on all of our New Year's resolutions and we start to get our heads squared into the coming months and what will it mean to be doing ministry here at Church of Our Savior and out there in the world, we are reminded that we are called into this life, not of incentives and consequences, but this life of invitation. Why? Well, first and foremost, because we were invited into it. What are you looking for? That's the question of the week. And I invite you to dwell on that, as did Brother Andrew and Brother Simon whom Jesus meets, and he says, your name will be Rocky. That's going to be your nickname. And if you remember the stories at all, you know for Peter it will be a rocky road. But both of them are invited. As are you. As am I. Into the good news of this Lamb that was promised, who is living now among us. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread, and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at oursaviormelvalley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.